This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lakers wasting no time trying to exploit it. And B from the left wing, his favorite spot outside the arc, and Joel hits. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The call courtesy of uh, Sixers Television as uh, the Sixers beat the Lakers last night by about 5,000 points. The worst regular season loss of LeBron James' career. Uh, they lose by 44 last night. Uh, Philadelphia takes down the Lakers. Uh, we're celebrating basketball here today on You Better You Bet. Matt Moore will join us coming up in 20 minutes. We look forward to Matt Moore joining us on the show from the Action Network, talking all things NBA with us. Drew Densick will join us as well. The Big Cat, Dan Katz uh, from Barstool Sports, will join us in the Power Hour. Jason Sobel will also join us in the Power Hour, talking all things golf. But for now, we're a month into the NBA season and last segment we started our celebration of basketball Ken Barkley kind of uh laying down the groundwork right for our discussion of the NBA title market gave you the odds last segment courtesy of our show sponsor the king of sports books BetMGM and Ken you said going into the last break that there are tiers of teams in the east maybe not so much in the west uh what did you mean by that kind of a, a, a explain what you're talking about as it, as it concerns the eastern and western conferences Sure. I mean, I think when you project the East uh, to the end of the season, I I would be shocked if you didn't come away with like a really straightforward conclusion that the three best records will be Boston, Milwaukee and Philadelphia in some order. Um, And then like a really potentially large. I have it as like a seven win gap between them and a giant cluster of teams potentially in the four or five seats. Now that can change. There could be injuries, whatever. But like, again, this is just going to be our best guess. And it's a pretty straightforward guess. These are three really proven teams. Behind them, you have a like sort of a mix of like your Miamis and Clevelands, also kind of your surprise teams this year. Orlando, like can Indiana win enough? Like what's Atlanta going to be this year? Like they'll be in some order after that. But one of the things that that makes interesting for awards is like I don't think there's a spot open at one, two, or three for a surprise team from a record standpoint. I think the three. I don't even like Milwaukee that much. I but they're going to win more games almost certainly than the Magic are, even though the Magic are an awesome story and very surprising uh just again like on average even based on what we've seen so far what's going to happen it's going to be those three teams and if you know anything about the nba playoffs you know that like being really good in the regular season and securing home both of those things being really good in the regular season therefore securing home court these are very predictive things of just like who's going to be good and who's going to go really far in the playoffs and who's going to win the title and there are other ways we can we can figure that answer out answer that question too of who's going to go really far in the playoffs but that's just a really really good place to start and in the east it's those three teams and then it's the grand canyon for me and then it's everybody else it doesn't mean miami can't make the finals again or something crazy can't happen but like things feel very stable 
in that conference at the top. They're incredibly unstable in the middle and at the bottom. But at the top, well, at the bottom, it's pretty stable. It's Detroit's the worst team of all time. That's pretty stable at the bottom. Shout out to me for betting them and you for having Washington last night in a game that was non-competitive between the two worst teams in the league. One of them was so much worse than the other one. At the top, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly in some order. I, I bet Philly like a bunch of different ways at the start of the year, which we went over one seed and division at big prices. And those are aging pretty well. I think they got a puncher's chance of maybe finishing ahead of Boston even if that's not the most likely situation. I, I did enjoy last night. And look, like I bet the Wizards, you bet the Pistons. I think we both enjoyed like the like like the the viral Jordan Poole moment of the night where Ridiculous. Fake, like faked yeah. a defender out, has a wide like a, like a six foot jumper, and then says at the last second, actually, you know what? Let me try and lay this ball in. And obviously got rejected yeah. into like the fourth row. He is just like legendary. Um Maybe not in a good way. I guess he's really famous. Uh, Celtics plus three seventy five. The Bucks plus four fifty. Philadelphia plus fourteen hundred fourteen to one as the three teams at uh, Ken Barkley's first year. And I got anyone that's going to like intelligently analyze the NBA will come to that conclusion. Obviously, at the conclusion, the three best teams of the East, the three teams that Ken just referenced. All right, that's the Eastern Conference. Ken, it's a little bit more wide open in the West, right, where I think everyone kind of thinks Denver is the best team, but right now the one seed in the West, if the season ended today. The Minnesota Timberwolves and the two seed, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Doesn't mean that's what it's what it's going to be when the season ends. But that little that is a little interesting, Ken. What about the top of the Western Conference right now and how you view that? Yeah, really interesting, right? Because I, I think going into the year, it was like Denver, Phoenix, draw line, everybody else. From a projection standpoint, you come up with win totals for the teams. Phoenix got off to a pretty rough start. Beal still basically hasn't played or he played sparingly. Going to come back at some point. Booker just came back and uh, and they started playing much better. They won seven games in a row. But that that left like a little wiggle room in the first three weeks for other teams to potentially seize. And Jamal Murray gets hurt for Denver, obviously, too. That kind of leaves some some room open. And so like to me, like there have been a lot of surprise teams so far, right? Uh, Orlando is absolutely absolutely like going to be number one on that list for people is like a surprise, like a team you didn't think was going to be that good. That's ended up being pretty good. Like Indiana, I guess like, is that, although they lose a lot for a team that's really surprising, but they're like even more fun than we thought, I guess would be the right way to put it in the Western conference. I think you have like five or six teams that you could even say Dallas got off to a crazy start. Uh, Houston got off to a crazy start because they played a lot of games at home. And then you get to these two. And to me, it's like the difference between, can you be good for 20 games or can you be good for the entire season? And usually the way to answer that question is like, what is the age and makeup of the best players on your team? Like, are they ready to be really good over an 82 game regular season? The reason I don't buy Orlando yet. And when I say I don't buy them, like, I think they'll make the playoffs and I think they could, you know, be a top six seed in the Eastern conference, but like, are they going to be the two or like, are they going to be, you know, like rating as highly as they are right now? They're the, basically the best defensive team in the league. They have currently by far the best defensive player in the league from a rating standpoint, Jalen Suggs. Like, is that 82 games of that? Really? That's what we're supposed to expect. The reason why I don't buy them and I buy these two is they're the core makeup of the team. Like SGA is, and we'll do MVP later. Uh, by all accounts, is basically the third best player in basketball right now. And I don't even know if it's close. I don't even know what the argument is, honestly. Like, I kind of think he's the third best player in basketball right now. And he's playing with the rookie of the year. And together, they're awesome. But the makeup of their team is like SGA and like Giddy's played for a few years. And we don't really have to talk about him. And some of the other players, like they had the seasoning last year. But really, it's like your best player, where are they in their career? SGA is at the stage of his career where like it's time to go do stuff. Like, it's time to win. Like, it's time to win MVPs. It's time to win titles. Like, we're getting there. I think this is year six for him. Like, he's in that zone where, like, this makes sense. The Timberwolves, like, Gobert and Edwards, like, 
it's kind of it's a little early for Edwards. Towns, I guess you could throw in that mix too, because they're such like an interesting ensemble cast. Time to win. Time to go do stuff. Like this collection of players together. Like no rookies, no second years. Like it's not, this isn't just like a flash in a pan kind of a thing. And that's why when I look at Orlando and I want to believe like that Jamal Mosley is going to win coach of the year or like, you know, I mean, Suggs won't win defensive player of the year, but he can make first team all defense. Um, you know, I, I want to believe Bank Harrow can play like this for 82 games and Franz Wagner and Mo Wagner, who's like leading the league in true shooting, that like all this can stay, stay is where that it like is. EPA? It's like a little, it's a little easier to unpack. It's like, a, it makes a little bit more. It's like, like basically just, here's a really simple, are you good at shooting? Here's a good way to analyze that. It's a good number to use. Um, it just, the reason it seems unsustainable is like their core to me is like too young. And we just never see this. Like Bancaro's his second year. Like Franz Wagner's in his third year. They got Suggs. I just like this, they're, to me, like they strike me as a team that's really interesting and they're giving us like a preview of like maybe how consistently good they'll be going forward. It's just hard to do that right now. So, you know, like they're, they're kind of, an, you know, all right, they're, they're interesting, but like I'm going to pass still on anything with them doing stuff. Uh, even the division, like Miami's more interesting. I think Miami will make a trade. Uh, and then in the West, I do buy OKC as like, I think they could potentially get the one. I definitely buy Minnesota as this is a team that could actually get, like these are teams that are at, like, I, I don't want to say Orlando's not interesting. Like these two West teams, actually interesting. Not to win the title, but like to win divisions and to continue to go over win total projections in the market. Uh, Minnesota has the chance to produce both the defensive player of the year, Gobert, and the coach of the year in Chris Finch. OKC has the potential to produce the most valuable player, SGA, the rookie of the year, Chet Holmgren, who has to be ahead right now, and the coach of the year, Mark Dagnalt, who's like, all right, like, that, like these are awards that like I I can see these happening. Like these are teams that I feel like have, because their cores are ready. They're kind of ready to do this. And kind of like how the Kings were ready last year. They came out of nowhere. Guess what? Sabonis and Fox were in the absolute prime of their careers. They both been in the league a number of years. Like they were they had never been in the right spots and Mike Brown had never been their coach, but that all clicking, like that wasn't like rookies doing that. Like the Kings last year were very much not a young team in terms of what they were doing. Uh, it was just the right mix of players and coaches. So I, I like OKC and Minnesota long-term. I like almost all of their players and coaches and awards markets still. Uh, I think they're going to be around for a while. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a terrific Tuesday celebrating basketball. Matt Moore will join us to start next hour. We'll be on stadium. Um, I, I would just like to petition. I think that the Oklahoma City Thunder head coach, his last name should be pronounced Danielle. Because I think it's cooler. Or like Daniel. Yeah. Or, da or Daniel. I get the either, second either syllable wrong all the time. It's like, it's like, like, is it Dagnult or like Nolt? Or like, how, I never know how to do the no. second one. It should be like French, like Mark Daniel. Yeah. Like, N -A, like the A-L-U-L-T, A-L-A-U-L-T, instead of being alt, should be O. Like Mark Daniel, I think is how we should pronounce his name. Like he's French Canadian. It's, that's a tough one. What do they call him, like Dags? I think they call him but that sometimes. Well, it didn't, yeah. it didn't, you know, I'm being, didn't like the Minnesota Wild just hire like Mark Daniel to coach the team after they they fired the? Uh, oh, maybe I know they fired the Ev coach. Everson. You actually no, told me that during the show yesterday. They yeah. hired uh, Ketchup. They hired Hines uh, to replace him or whatever, John Hines. Um, so just on the subject of Oklahoma City and Minnesota, and we'll do more on this coming up next hour on the show. We'll do MVP as well. Can 
can either of these teams actually win the title? Like, you got to go through Denver or Phoenix in the postseason, obviously, plus the L.A. Right. teams. Like, I know, like, we don't think the Clippers can win a championship, and the Lakers, like, are scuffling big time right now. LeBron saying after last night's loss, like, we, we need big changes here. So, can these two teams actually get over the hump in your estimation, Ken? And, like, we'll do more on the Titans of the Western Conference coming up next hour. Yeah, so I think this is when we transition to, like, I think Oklahoma City and I want to be very clear with what I'm saying. I think Oklahoma City and Minnesota have a chance to be, like, one seed good in the regular season, whereas, like, I don't think Houston has any chance to be, I don't think Houston has a chance to be, like, a top six seed, honestly. I don't think Orlando has a chance to be a top three seed in the East. Maybe they can be four, because anybody can be four. This is a regular season conversation. If we're talking about who's going to win the title, like, to me, that conversation then starts, and we'll continue it in the next segment, and it'll relate to most valuable player. Like, do you have a title star, which is, like, a concept that we've gone over a ton on the show, something I came up with, and you rebranded, and now it's kind of catchy, and we like it. And it's basically just, like, who is your best player? And how does that best player compare historically to the best player on every team, basically, that's ever won the NBA championship? And which of these teams actually have a guy like that? And the only of all the surprise teams, the only team that even remotely has a player that fits is SGA and the Thunder. And I'm not saying I think the Thunder can't like will win the title, will even make a deep run in the playoffs. Like there's a lot of hurdles that have to be cleared. But in just in terms of passing that initial like laugh test, honestly, like do you even have a guy that remotely fits? They do. They have a guy. Now, he's a little young. Like, in a couple years, I think he could win a title. It's probably too early, but, like, they've got the closest thing resembling a title star of any of the surprise teams. SGA 12-1 to to be NBA MVP. Anthony Edwards 25-1 to right now at our show sponsor, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Hour one done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side. In hour number two, we'll talk more about the NBA, and we'll start it on the other side. Matt Moore from the Action Network joins Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.